On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, Love, Identity, and Purpose will invite you on a journey in discovering your unique identity. Welcome to Love, Identity, and Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed what we've been sharing. Uh, I'll say this over and over again. Knowing the love of the Father, discovering who we really are in Christ Jesus, and now these last two we're going to talk about to really understand your purpose of what God created you. Once we understand this particular, all of this, love, identity, and purpose, it establishes us and secures us so that we can not only be who God created us to be, but we can do what he created us to do. Now, I know we've been talking about the same passage of Scripture. I cannot overemphasize this Romans 8, 15 and 7 through 17. Let me read it again. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again into fear. Clearly, there is a spirit of bondage and there's a spirit of fear. The enemy, member comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, literally saying, Daddy. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified together. I keep going over this passage because this is crucial to really everything we're talking about in love, identity, and purpose. The spirit of adoption speaks of his amazing love for us, that we are literally given his love. We are loved. It speaks of identity, that the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And the purpose is that as joint heirs with Christ, literally we're we're brought into the purpose of which God was created us in the very first place. All of this was given to us in the very beginning. Uh, Unfortunately, as we read last week, the first man, Adam, sinned, and sin entered the world, which marred and scarred us permanently, which Jesus came to restore us and restore us back to his original intent. So with that in mind, what we want to look at in this particular session, session seven, is understanding that my identity defines my purpose. My identity as a child of God all of a sudden shapes me, turns me, and I begin to, well, wait a minute, you know, I don't have to try to figure out what to do. I've already been designed by God to do something. And that's what we want to look at first. This is Revelations chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm breaking into this passage in Roman, uh, Revelations 1. I said Romans before, Revelations 1. But again, it's talking about he loved us and washed us in the blood. He made us kings and priests to his, to his God and Father. Now, again, some translations will say we're a kingdom of priests. Uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and I I like the the terminology, kings and priests. Um, This is Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 through 10. And they sang a new song, saying, You're worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you've made us 
kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Did you catch that? See, it's what he did. It, again, we've been talking about this from the very beginning. It's not about what we do. It's what he has done. He paid for us to have life. Through his blood, we have been redeemed. And he made us, past tense, kings and priests. And this last verse there that I read says, we shall reign on the earth. God's plan from the beginning was for us to reign on the earth. Remember Genesis 1, 28. It says, he blessed man. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue, and have dominion over it. So God's plan for man from the very beginning was to be fruitful, was to, to bear fruit. He wanted us to, to live in, a, in, in life with him. But the truth is that he created us in the very beginning to co-rule, say it that way, to represent God on earth. And he wanted us to have, he told us to, to go have subdue and have dominion. That's what he created us for. So kings rule. That's what kings do. Kings rule. Uh, literally, um, when you think about a king, a king, they make war, they, they battle. And then, then we've got another verse here. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And it says that we are ambassadors of Christ. Wow. An ambassador? What is an ambassador? What is an ambassador is appointed by a nation to represent the nation it's sent from in another nation. So he calls us ambassadors. We're representatives of God as an ambassador. Our home is not here. It's in heaven. But he's saying, look, you're my ambassador. I'm an ambassador for Christ. I am now living here doing what? Representing him. When we pray for his kingdom to come, his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, what are we praying? We're praying for his rule and reign that is ruling and reigning now in heaven to come on earth. How does that happen? Through us identifying ourselves as kings and priests, understanding that our purpose as a king is to represent the king. I'm not the king, I'm a little k, little king. But the truth is, I am an ambassador. Uh, and again, an ambassador doesn't just do what he wants to do. An ambassador only represents the nation at which he was sent from. But he lives in a different land representing the land that he was sent from. So that's what we are. We're ambassadors. We're kings. We get to rule and reign with God. Uh, again, it's not, it's not because I'm great. It's because he's great. But our purpose is absolutely grounded in the reality that God is not trying to get us out of here. He's trying to get us to represent him here. He wants us to live in a manner, to walk in a manner that looks like Christ. Just as Jesus modeled for us when he came and walked on the earth, he showed us how to live as a man, empowered by the Spirit in relationship to Father. He said, I only do what you tell me to do. I'm not saying anything on my own. I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do the will of you who sent me. So Jesus modeled for us, what does it look like to be a man empowered by the Spirit living in this earth, representing heaven? And that's exactly what he wants us to do. He wants us to do the exact same thing. So our purpose begins with us understanding that we are representing God here on earth. Now, not only are we kings, but we're also priests. Now, what's that all about? Well, think about this. In the Old Testament priesthood, 
Everything there represented, uh, it pointed to the fact that ultimate, that every sacrifice, said this way, every animal that was sacrificed, that blood that was shed pointed to the ultimate Lamb of God that would be slain for the sins of all humanity. And that's what every one of those animal sacrifices and all those things that the priest did in the Old Testament, the blood that was shed, the blood that could only go into the Holy of Holies one time a year, the blood that was put on the, the, the sheep and the goat that were led out, that blood that was shed, everything had to be, uh, it was a type and shadow of the blood that Jesus would shed for us. So you think about the priests, all that the priests do, all those sacrifices, wow, what are we supposed to do? If we're priests today, what does that mean? Well, we represent, you know, we, we minister to God and we represent people to, uh, um, before God. First Peter 2, verse 4 and 5. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me just stop there and make some comments. We're, we're not here to do animal sacrifices. God's not looking for any sacrifice on our end because there's no sacrifice, quote, that we could make. He's looking for spiritual sacrifices. What are those? Well, worship, prayer, giving ourselves to one another, loving one another, loving him. Uh, we're not, not looking for animal sacrifice. You're not looking for some work that we do. You know, everything, even the praise and worship that we offer, uh, prayers that we offer, really a response to who he is and who we are. So again, our purpose, we are kings and priests. Kings rule, priests minister. We minister to God with spiritual sacrifice. Now Hebrews 13, 15 says, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Ah, so we have another sacrifice. This is a sacrifice of praise. This is a very interesting verse. It said, offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Why? Because a lot of times in this life, because we live in a world that's still controlled by the evil one, we live in a world that's still got sin and death and sickness. We live in a world where everything's not exactly the way we want it to be. That's the reason that our purpose as a king and a priest is to represent God, represent Jesus on earth. We're here to make a difference. We're here living in, in a way that is so different than the way everybody else lives because of Christ living in me. So one of the things we're supposed to do is that we are continually offer the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks. Because sometimes it really is a sacrifice. I mean, things are not going well. Uh, things are not going the way I would like for them to go. There are difficulties. Well, I just want to, I'm going to get offer the sacrifice of praise. There is a power in giving thanks. There is such power in praising God. There is power in turning to God, regardless of the circumstances of life, and beginning to praise Him and to give Him glory for who He is. Again, it's not about me. 
But the key to understanding being a priest is that the being a priest, I ministering to God, but as I minister to God and I begin to give him thanks, I begin to praise him. It says continually, says continually offer the sacrifice of praise. As I praise him and give him thanks in life, when you're, let's say you're working someplace and things go terribly bad, as I am praising him and giving him thanks, people are going, what planet are you from? I'm going, well, I, you know, I'm not from this place. I am a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. And I am here representing heaven. I'm literally representing him on earth. And so that's our purpose. Our purpose is to, to live in a manner that is so different than everybody else lived in, that it would be clear that, well, what, what's going on in your life? Why are you so different? It's not because I'm good. It's because of Christ in me, the hope of glory. See, it's not about me and me doing great. It's not about me being a Pollyanna and saying, well, nothing's wrong, nothing bad, nothing ever going to happen. No, it's about recognizing the reality, though, that regardless of what's going on, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him thanks. I'm going to worship him, and I'm going to bless him, and I'm going to give him the glory in everything that goes on. Psalm 100, 4 through 5, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Wow, what a passage of Scripture. See, the bottom line is, is that when we live as a priest and our eyes are focused upon the Lord, then no matter what happens in this life, no matter what's going on in our life, we can give Him praise. We can give Him thanks. That attitude, that perspective, causes people around us to say, what is that? What is going on? That's how we represent Him. And again, back to the purpose of which He created us was to be a king and a priest. I'm to live in a manner to act in a manner, to live as different. As I'm to live literally as a new creation in Christ. I'm to live as a representative of heaven. So that is my primary purpose of what I'm supposed to do. Now, these are some verses I want us to read. And um, it's really important to recognize some of the sacrifices that we are to make. This is Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Again, it's very clear that God is telling us that you have to be changed. Uh, transformation comes by beholding Him. Transformation comes by us believing the Word of God. Transformation comes. That's the battle. That is the battle. Am I going to continue to live the way that, you know, everything's going on in my life, or will I come into agreement with the Word of God? So what he wants us to do is to understand that this is just our reasonable service, present ourselves to God. Uh, this is Romans 6, 12 and 13. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey in its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and members as your as instruments of righteousness to God. So again, we're, we're instructed here, look, don't 
don't keep living as the old man. Live as a new man. Present yourself, present your members as, as instruments of righteousness. Quit presenting yourself as instruments of slave. And again, you do this. Uh, it's not again, it's not about performance. Please hear me. It's identifying with the new man. It's identifying and understanding the new man. But this is part of our priestly duties as being a offering up spiritual sacrifices to God. We basically offer ourselves. We offer our services. That's really what God has created us for. Uh, this is Philippians chapter 2, verse 17. So yes, and I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with all. So Paul is saying himself here that basically the offering and the sacrifice of service of your faith. So he is giving himself to uh, the people there, the, the Philippians. Again, this is a theme consistent throughout Scripture that as a priest, you know, I have a ministry to the Lord but it's not just to the Lord. As I live in a manner, I, I not those priests, they served God, but they also served one another. So as I serve the people, then I'm absolutely representing God. And so what happens is, is that this is part of us and our purpose of being a, a child of God. My true identity, I'm a king and I'm a priest. Now, one other sacrifice that we, uh, I want to look at here, it says, this is Philippians 4, verse 18. And it says, indeed, I have, I have all, and I abound, and I am full. Having received from Aphrodite the things you sent, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Do you realize that when we talk about spiritual sacrifice, the priest, one of the, one of the sacrifices is our giving. And that's what Paul is talking about here in Philippians. He's talking about receiving the gifts that were sent to him. So we've been given the ability to, to, to literally represent heaven uh, as a priest, the sacrifices that we make. Please hear me. I'm not talking about earning salvation. I'm not talking about earning anything. I'm talking about understanding that we were created as kings and priests. That as a king, we rule and reign, and as a priest, we have spiritual sacrifices, giving thanks, worship, prayer, confessing the word, our service, and serving one another, and giving ourselves away, presenting ourselves a living sacrifice to God. That All of those things are, are the way that we represent heaven. And our giving, the way that we are gracious, the way that we are benevolent toward one another, the way that we share with one another. Basically, what I'm saying is, is that when we begin to fully identify with who we are in Christ, we've received his love, and we recognize that we were created for a time such as this, what happens is, is that we begin to look different. We live different. We act different. And because of that differences, what happens is that all of a sudden, people around us are going, what, what's going on with you? What, what, what's happened? Well, what's happened is that Christ has come into my life. And when he came into my life, he didn't just come in to give me a ticket to heaven. He came in to change my life. And he has completely changed me so that I'm a new creation. I've received his love. 
I have received my new identity as a child of God and my purpose of being a king and a priest on earth. So that shifting of thinking and what we're saying here shifted to where you begin to realize that, wait a minute, my assignment is right here. My assignment, I don't have to go somewhere. My assignment is to be Christ-like right here, my family, in my loved ones, in my workplace, wherever God would put me. And when I live like Christ, when I live in his love and his identity, then what happens is, is that I, I'm offering praise. When things go bad, I praise God. I give thanks. I praise him. Didn't say I liked everything. But your attitude, the way that you respond to things, the way that you react to things, if it's if you begin to act Christ-like in all of this, then they're going to say, whoa, what, what's going on? Why are you so different? It's because of Christ in me. It's not because I'm a good person. It's because of who he is in me. It's because that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. So the truth is, is our purpose is this. We are kings. We are priests. He made us that. By the blood, we get to represent him on earth. And that's the prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, is that our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what God wants us to do. So what I want to do, I want to pray for us. Because, again, to grasp the reality, and people will say, well, wait a minute, uh, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do this? Or what am I supposed to do there? We'll talk about that some in the next session. But the truth is, is that first, your purpose is to represent God on earth. Your purpose is to be a child of God, to know his love, to know who you are in him, and to live in such a manner that you evoke praise to God in the people around you. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we bless you and we thank you that we are your child. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we thank you, Lord, that you've made us kings and priests to rule on earth. Lord, help us to understand the role of, a, of us being kings and us being priests. Help us to understand the opportunity you've given to us to represent you and help us to fully embrace your assignment and our purpose of representing you on earth. Help us, Lord, to be a people that understand that you're not trying to get us out of here. You're trying to get us to look like you. Help us to understand the fullness that, Lord, we get to represent you. Wow, we're your ambassador. Help us, Lord, to let that sink in to each and every one of us, that, Lord, we're not here just to hope we make it. We're here to, to live the way you lived, to do what you did, and to represent you in every aspect of life. Father, we love you. We bless you. We're so amazed and thankful that you would choose us. But Lord, you have. So I pray, Lord, for everyone that watches this and listens to it, that we would receive the fullness of your love. We would receive our true identity as sons and daughters of God and the purpose of which you created us to represent you here on earth. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. 
they have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.